Welcome to the pod, everyone. A shout out to SGS. Hey, Rusty, why are we uh, partnering with SGS? Uh, uh, some, some, some good people there. Pretty excited about their sports coaching courses and sports courses. Keen to make them industry ready so when people leave, they're able to go and transfer it to any kind of industries, coaching, teaching, being an analyst, business, whatever it might be. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty exciting times, really. So what's so special about their degree courses that others won't be doing? I think it'll be lots of uh, real good partnerships, uh, opportunities for people to, to get into different contexts and learn and practice. It'll be feel very applied. People will be stretched and supported and will leave you know, ready to just go and thrive in the uh, big old world out there. SGS College is the home of Bristol's higher education sports programmes. The programmes are designed to develop unique, innovative and creative sports practitioners ready for industry. Do you want to be a coach or teacher of the future? Start your journey here at SGS College and become more than just a graduate. Visit sgscol.ac.uk to apply now. Rusty and Fletch, pitch side. Hexham Cricket Club. Tyndale Cricket Club. Tyndale Cricket in Hexham. Club. In Hexham. Beautiful view. Uh, they're just in the nets, people have practised. All these practices, wicket keeping against no one. <laughs> um, we're ready to go. Hopefully, the Lord Mayor of Hexham won't be interrupted by any of his law subjects. Um, what are we, we going to chat about? Uh, we're going to chat about what we're doing with the England, uh, England schools. So, we've been. World Tour or two of the England, just sort of exploring gamification, taking lots of the information from Amy Price. Big shout out to Amy, the work that she's done. We're exploring it. We're probably putting some of our own spin on it a bit. Uh, we're learning loads from other people, which is pretty cool. I don't think people realise that. Um, we're taking lots of things away from it, so it's it's been good. We're nearly halfway through. I don't know if you realise. Uh, eight days. We are over halfway through. Oh yeah, it is eight. I thought it was only seven. Eight days. Um, last two have been sticky. Let's call them sticky. I think it's been pretty cool. What what's your been your biggest your best moments? Uh, best moments would be uh, the coaches or the teachers, the games that they come up with, and how they're actually playing it out. Um, uh, some real good moments for for them and us around how <coughs> how you would coach in it. I think that's been the when you say sticky, I think that's the bit that they found most difficult is around um, the players taking even more responsibility, having more autonomy around how this, how, how it goes, how, how the games go. That's what we've all found most difficult. Um, can I, can I yeah, add in, in there? So, Aidan put it beautifully today. He said, imagine you gave your child a computer game. You know, what would you do? You'd probably let them have a bit of a go at it and then well, when are they going to come and find you when are they going to pause why might they pause and actually what it, what will be useful behaviours then so I, I think that was a good way of putting it that actually we're giving them this game this mission and actually when might they come and find us so they might come and find us when it's tough or when to celebrate some stuff or it's unfair or all of that and I think where we found the stickiness is probably, especially with the adults, I've coached the kids and it's been cool, but actually adults really struggle to understand that they're, they're, they own it so they can, they can pause it and go, hang on, I need some more information or individually come and pause it. 
yeah, and that's something that we've probably played around with a little bit around the pausing. A is pausing a good word. Some teachers and we've sort of sort of spoke about tactics. Actually, just sort of calling out tactics. We want to make some stuff around the tactical part of it. Still using the framework. We've added actually added another C. So C. Do you to want to explain the, the framework? Um, well, well, well. The principles. So the principles would start with mission. Um, what I understand from that is around that it's got an outcome um, not using language that they would um, associate with sport would be would be useful as well so we're not leading them or guiding them around the mission then the other principle would be around levels so we're leveling up so there's an opportunity for simple and complex type stuff it's them who decide um, You've got to earn the earn the earn the next level through earn the right to earn the right to go wide, <laughs> earn the right to go down the middle, um, and then it'll be some stuff around superpowers. Again, the stuff I've uh, gleaned from that is around just some stuff in a game that you wouldn't be able to find unless you're actually given a superpower. So something, uh, however they they are often earned. So either the teams earned it or the individuals earned it. So that's the stuff that I'm. Sort of um, taking out of superpowers, and then the next thing would be around pausing. We've spoken about that. I think this is where we're. The, it's the most sticky. It's where they find it the most difficult. Um, and then it's around uh, just the actual game itself. So the reset type stuff. So it's around the save progress, mate. Yeah, save, save progress. progress well so actually, just going back in where you where you left the last time. So so they're the principles. So and uh, I, I think that's been really helpful to have some principles to work to. As you mentioned, this sticky bit is around the pause and stuff. And as we spoke about, it's we were playing around the, with the language, maybe tactics, maybe actually you could have some check-in stuff um, if people just actually need more information, need more clarity. However, we'll we'll wait and see. Cool. So you're saying so? Amy's got her four C's, or the gaming world does have its four C's. So. Clue, challenge. You did two more. Cheat and change. Nice. And then we added another one, which is around celebrate. So it's a C. It's five C's. So it's actually something that you've seen that's that really excites you. It's been a good moment. Um, so sometimes there's an actual break in that game because sometimes it would lead to a try. So actually, maybe we can we can pause it at that moment. Um, we can have some stuff around that. So yeah, we've just been playing around with it, and the teachers and the coaches have been playing around with it as well. Cool, give me some other good bits you've enjoyed. Uh, what have I enjoyed? Um, I've definitely enjoyed the games, so actually how people think about, so the game that they start with, how they would level up, so working to the principles, but how people think is something I've really enjoyed. I've, did, I've definitely taken some games away. So the game we've played today, which was I thought, thought was a real cool game, really simple game, I think kids would be engaged by it. You could add lots of, lots of, um, lots of stuff, lots of different skill development stuff to it. So that was, that was cool. Which game? Uh, it was a game where you <coughs> basically, so level one was against one defender, and then level two was against two, and it's up to level seven. Then you went to a boss level. Um, there were certain ways that you could stop them getting through the level from a defensive point of view. You only had so many pauses. Um, yeah, it was cool. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the game a lot. Um, what's been your bits? What stuff you enjoyed? Um, I, I, probably because I've had a chance to go and practice it. So I've been to BGS and done it in the classroom, and I've been up to Staffordshire and done it at a 
conference. Um, stuff that's that's really worked to me is the pauses. It's made a big difference, actually. Given the, you know, ensuring the kids call the pauses, they've called it for lots of reasons. They've called it to support their teammates. They've called it for more clarification. They've called it to tactically change some stuff as we would want them to do in a game. Um, I really enjoyed the um, banking. So, you know, the stuff today where to, if you scored and you, you got five points, then actually you could make a decision, do I turn and burn, do I play the other way, and I could get ten points or do we bank our five? Because if we don't score, we get to zero. So actually some stuff around around decision-making. Um, and probably, the, I mean, just because I've had a chance to try it, is, is so the school stuff, for example, they spoke about levels where uh, if one kid helped another kid get better then both those kids would move up a level so actually that uh, collaboration and care and support and all the skills we would and behaviors we would want in our kids uh, I think a lot of the stickiness has come because we've been coaching adults so people like me just want to win the game do you want to talk about a couple of the sticky moments we've had uh, yeah With some grown-ups call them uh, yeah just some people who say look this is actually would be a little bit alien to me. This is not how I would teach. I wouldn't teach a subject. I wouldn't coach like this. I would have another uh, philosophy on coaching. They found it quite difficult. Um, so actually, um, this game is not is not for me. So the, the actual theme of the game, I'm finding it difficult to get into to the game. Would be something that um, that happened t today. Um, and then another thing would be, uh, well, yeah, do, do you actually want to talk about that one? Because you spoke to the chaps quite a bit about it. Yeah, and I'm going to talk about the one with the with the Molten ladies as well. But, yeah, it was exactly that. He would say, I don't, you know, I wouldn't endorse your constructivist version of, you know, pedagogical view. He said lots of long words, which is cool. Um, and, yeah, and I, it's interesting. So I don't think it's one or the other. Uh, so I, I agree that within the game, as it happened today, some people were finding it tough. Then clearly we would, part of the session was around how do you support those players or those people? So that might be, you know, you have a little goldfish ball where they go away and practice or you do some individual or you set some challenges. I mean, um, I don't think uh, gamification is in any way uh, taking away the role of the coach. I think it probably leads to some slightly different skills that are needed in terms of noticing so actually the reality is none of the coaches noticed that there was a couple of people struggling um none of the coaches and why do you think that was what why do you think uh why, why do you think that, that was um, the case? it might be their biases it might be that they didn't they weren't that intentional around how they were going to co-coach um it might be that it was just a short period of time yeah. and so you didn't have the opportunity to notice it do you think it was the case or could have been the case that actually the 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 game was quite a complex game. There's a lot of stuff going on, and it doesn't afford them to notice. Yeah, but, but I guess that comes back to their skills within that context. Yeah, yeah, all of those. I mean, and the other sticky one that was for me was when we were with the ladies the other day, and it was probably a similar thing. You know, I said, "This is great. We're having a great time, aren't we?" And one of the girls turned around me and said, "No, I'm not." And so, actually, to understand, you know, who are the people that are struggling, and how can we then? get them involved, bring them in, um, support them. Um, and, and I just asked her, 
you know, and, and we and it led to us doing some stuff that then got her involved in it. So. Yeah, it was almost like a superpower, wasn't it? It was a, it was a, it was part of the game that she wouldn't have got into. Um, so I think that was a good use of a superpower. So the stuff that's that, that's resonating with me, and because I've taught and coached, and the stuff that's definitely impacted on me is how can we scaffold, how can we support young people to pause stuff more often, so to pause lessons and go, hang on, I'm stuck, I, I need some help. So I, I know lots of kids that sit in lessons, don't understand it, they're a bit embarrassed about putting their hand up and, and, and they just get further and further behind and it's quite stressful and it's it's probably something that's not that good for mental health. So when I, um, when I went to BGS on Monday, one of the things that the kids said is, two things they said, we think we should have a pause for the first five minutes or so at the start of the lesson just to, <clears throat> for us as kids to reflect on where we are and what we did last lesson and how that could be, um, how that might pan out for this lesson, then the teacher can take over. Uh, they also said that in the middle of a lesson, they said an hour's a long time to sit down and <clears throat> often be spoken to. Then if we had a 10 minute kind of pausing opportunity where we could chat to people, ask people what we were struggling with, maybe go and call for a, a pause with the teacher, uh, that would be really useful for everyone. So, I mean, yeah, that that made sense to me. So I'm always, I'm now definitely thinking about what's the stuff, and it's it's come across all of them. What's the stuff to help the people that aren't like me? Yeah, no, that, that would be my other one of my other takeaways was the session we did in Yorkshire when there were some coaches who would be different to us. <coughs> were finding it difficult. There was a lot of noise. There was a lot of information. There was a lot of excitement. And they were, and they brought to life. Actually, they would, they would struggle. So they were struggling with that type of um, environment to then share information. So they spoke about, actually, um, um, yeah, just having somewhere to go, maybe a board to write on around. Look, this is actually what I'm thinking, feeling type stuff. Um, also, as a coach, and I think you're right. It's a good watch out for both of us. I think it's been a watch out for you for, for the last couple of days. So who are the players, coaches who are not like you? How are they interpreting this? What kind of experience? And how can having? I tell them they're wrong? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I've learned loads to, from, the, especially the last two days, from the stickiness. It has been sick. There's people being challenged in it. Certainly today there was, it was a big challenge. I wouldn't do this. I don't believe in that. Uh, this is not f for me. And actually, then it became a little bit of sort of them and us, and that was brought to life by the teacher. It was, it was it would be very much around it's about knowledge sharing knowledge passing on knowledge from a sporting context start start with the small start with a drill build it up get to a game type <coughs> stuff I think everybody needs to be conscious of it's all of that all of those opportunities around coaching is available to you and it's not one or the other <coughs> it's 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 depend on the it's it's dependent on the context one thing I think and actually, yes, this group did it quite well. I think they did the best skill training. They actually set up an area that had some stuff around how to get people in and out of the skill training areas. How can we make sure there's transfer back into the game? And that's well supported. Um, and how can they gamify? How can they gamify skill training? How can it actually join back in with the game? That's the stuff that I enjoyed. No one beats, as thus far beat, Dave Lottie on the goldfish bowl slash skill zone, skill training area so his goal was to watch this so i've been, i mean something that i found really useful is having some the cards for co-coaches so co-coach one would be the stuff you know support the players that need the most support i would struggle with that so that's useful they're allowed x number of interactions they can't stop the game 
Uh, another one would be coach. Uh, both teams defence support. Both teams of defence. You're allowed, you know, f- five prompts and two I've noticed. Uh, but the most powerful for one for me, and it and it went really well. Um, great catch. Good uh, catch. That wasn't Ollie, though, was it? No, he's he's on the other team. No, he's not. He's out in midwicket. All oh, right. Um, was actually spend the first ten minutes noticing the session, have a look at what would be useful as an area to generate that would get players in. So, Dave Lotti, we were playing a game that involved a fair bit of kicking. Dave, um, yeah, Dave created this little zone, and, and players were, you know, it was their option to come in. They came in. They had a little duel. If you if you won the duel, it then allowed you some extra, uh, either extra points or the extra points if you kicked and put that into the session. And then we did some trip advisor ratings on Dave's uh, little skill zone, and he scored an average over two of ten and a half out of ten. That's pretty strong average on trip advisor. Which is very high. So his goal was, you know, set up a little skill zone that would put, go back into the game, and you have to score an average over eight out of ten on trip advisor. What's the what's the watch out on this? So we've spoke about un, unintended consequences. We've had a, we spoke about some sticky stuff. Well, what other things have you been hearing from the teachers and coaches around uh, yeah, the our butts? Parental perception. Um, they're just playing a game. Um, coaches thinking that they don't coach, so actually just allowing it to happen. Now clearly that's that's definitely part of it however there's also the need to coach to prompt to quiz to support to all, all of the stuff that good coaches would do and what's been the best you've seen on that what's been the best how skills you've seen oh good question because i haven't got a great memory and i'm still trapped by thinking of the trinity barbecue okay uh i, I have enjoyed prompts i think it lends them to prompt more that I've seen people coach on the move, so people I've seen coach before who would who would want to stop and or would be quite static when they're given information. I've I've been I've been following the game a little bit. Um, I think it's helped when there's as 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 you said. I think it's helped when there's been when you've supported them with some core coaching challenges. I think that that's helped. Um, I definitely think it's been helpful when 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 the actual score itself has been a big part and people have an awareness of not only the score but where they are on the level and how the coaches have supported that. That's been some of the best coaches coaching. Anything from you? Best yeah, coaching? people, I enjoyed today's first game actually where there was... And, and when I did it at the school the other day, an 11-year-old child said to me, uh, Rusty, with due respect, um, I disagree with your view that levels are linear and I think you need to allow people to find their own way. How old? 11. Um, which was sad for me and uh, so they did that today where there was different ways of getting to level 2 and you could choose we could do it through attack and or defence so I quite enjoyed that the other one that uh, another piece of insight from a young young child I think she might have been 12 Uh, Rusty this is great however we have a curriculum that you need to stick to and I was like so actually where the best games have been designed is actually where they've had a good mission so under sixes we're struggling with passing so we're actually going to divide the game into channels and if there's a tackle in the channel all the defenders will go there and it'll create opportunities for us to pass and that's level one and once we score a couple of tries like that we can then start to to allow some people to play in different zones defensively um, so yeah that stuff really Mm. What, 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 what's the other stuff that you've heard that you've enjoyed so I've got a couple so um, 
gaming would allow early success often to get people into it and onto it and and sort of have some success so i've enjoyed having some conversation around that uh, and building that into the games the fact you can be on different levels um so the fact that actually we played a game the other day level two played against level four um, not only are you trying to do you're trying to work out the opposition's levels um, actually the game down in London where we built it in it was part of the level that on level four if you worked out what they were doing and stopped them then you went up a couple of levels so really playful around that we've mentioned banking but I think it's something for for coaches to consider so saving stuff so saving points banking stuff um, I think it would lend itself really well to 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 the game of rugby union in terms of well yeah yeah actually we're we're gonna we're gonna have some options and we're gonna that's a decision we're gonna make so we're gonna take we're gonna take that three but then we're gonna move on f with the rest of the game what about you what's the other stuff you've enjoyed yeah some team? good game design i liked forwards thinking uh down at caterham so actually designing a game where you're incentivized around forwards playing perhaps in different positions to what they're used to to beating defenders to to maybe kicking the score, to doing the stuff that many people think forwards can't do. Um, the thing that's that's probably blown my mind the most is actually we've got a generation of coaches that didn't experience this. So I do think some people have found it really hard. Yeah. And actually, even in the games, so what's been good actually, so good today was actually people were struggling in the game. I'm thinking we've got loads of rugby coaches, they're going to, you know... But they're just not used to it that much. So to actually see Louis run around, and we definitely got a generation of kids that actually this would fuel a lot of their biases, and this would, you know, that they've been developing playing stuff like this. This is just adding another tactical layer onto, you know. So you know, I think England, Italy, two years ago, are still are still suggesting that without a half time, with no coaches there. Perhaps Italy win, yeah. despite not having perhaps the players that that we do. So, what is it that's going on in training that means that's the case? So, you know, why aren't people trying to beat the game, and and, and how are we supporting them as coaches in in calling a pause, as you know, James Haskell, I guess, tried to do. Yeah, it is. Um, uh... Interesting talking to Louis. So Louis come from a strong beat the game environment. I've watched him train um, a lot, uh, uh, and I've watched him play a lot. And he was he was rocking it in the games. Really enjoyed it. However, he said at the end, I actually I needed I I needed even more information. I needed some more I need some more clarity around what the scores, where the levels are, um, be, because he he would have a strong mindset around beat the game. He's just trying to win the game. Um, so and, and it comes a little bit back to the purpose as well. So do they, do people properly understand the the mission, what the actual purpose is? Um, how, do they have the skills through pausing to gather enough information so they can then get on with the game? And then what's your role within that? And we probably, Louis would probably suggest that we let him down a little bit as coaches on that. Maybe he let himself down a little bit as a player around gathering that information. But I think they're the skills, we've already mentioned it, that they're the skills that the coach is going to need uh, around this type of coaching. So cool. if, ga if gamification is going to be something you want so to So I've do. got a question for you then. Yeah. So Sunday morning, uh, you are coaching uh, Tyndale under-14s. 
and you're going to go, right, I'm going to go and try all this gamification stuff. Um, how are you preparing for the session? How are you, what are you doing in advance? What does the session look like? And then what next? Uh, first thing I'd probably do is put some information on the uh, parents' WhatsApp. So I'd probably scaffold some stuff, uh, maybe get them to listen to your podcast with Amy. But I'd probably share some information with them. Uh, I'd prime a couple of players. My son would be an easy one to prime. Um, Get, get him to prime his mates. If you could stop him by polishing all those medals <laughs> that, that are in the house and the trophies around. Uh, top try scorer, top try scorer, best player, best. least likely to pass. <laughs> no, none of that's true. Um, so, yeah, so that's how I would start. I would be thinking about using a whiteboard. I'd be having some cards, some flashcards. Uh, interesting, we set <coughs> the challenge. I think it's a really good challenge. So the session has to start within 22 seconds. That's a challenge for the whole of the country. Give me an example of what's on a flashcard. So, so a flashcard would be just how you score points. So on the actual whiteboard would be the game. So let's say it's a, let's say it's Barbarians. So the rules around one touch, forge an opportunity to pass, two touches, turnover. Uh, so, so two touches the, by different players on, on one attacking player is equals a turnover. a turnover. Yeah, and so the flashcards would then be, would just be a sequence of levels. So whatever level they want to go on, and we'd just have some scoring stuff. And the scoring stuff would be an indication. So it might say one. level one, 30 points to complete the level. Yep. You might score five points from a kick to score. You might two sc- score two points from a rip, yep. for example. So both sides of the ball. And you might also have in there, let's say, 16 points. You can choose a superpower. Yeah, so so the, I would definitely have something in there about earning a superpower. So your team or, or an individual act earned you a superpower. Um, and what, on that card, would you also scaffold them around? You can have X number of replays or X number of pauses. Yeah, would, or... so also, also on the information would be... So my preference would be you you either have to or you have up to. So scaffold them, so, you, so you're nudging them to, around things such as... So, so you can have arguments here. You're allowed two replays and you're allowed three three pauses. So that's actually what the game is. Crack on and play. And then from when then that... The skills that I would hopefully be using. So I would be looking to use some second ball stuff still. I would definitely be looking to notice some individuals. What do you mean by that? Uh, just to see, there'd be times in the game where I actually just want to, I want to go from a different, <coughs> I actually might want to turn the ball over. I might want to give it to a player who's not touching the ball a lot. I might want to give it an area of the pitch where I feel as though they're going to have an opportunity to do well. or And this could be either side of the ball. So I'd be using, and, and then other skills would be, I'd be prompting a bit. I'd be asking some questions, maybe. Um, so, so there'd be lots of other stuff. So, cool. one, one team achieves level one. It's got its superpower. It's achieved level one. The other team hasn't. They're stuck on twenty points. Um, level two, co-create it. You design it. What does that look like? Do you think? What in terms of the players? Yeah. So, one team's achieved level one. You know, they've worked it out. They've got their score. They've said, "Fletch, Fletch, we got thirty-two points." Yeah, that's cool. We're on level two. What, what, what's yeah, happening? Well, you can do lots of ways. Uh, my preference for having conversations with players, what would level two look like? Uh, the other way is you can actually give them what level two, two is and based upon your, your, sort of, your knowledge of the team or your knowledge of the players. My preference would be, so right, what would level two look like? And, and you might need, there might be some so, uh, discussions around that. Uh, but yeah, what would level two? I wouldn't tell the opposition. I would pretty early on have that if the opposition are working things out that actually adds to their points um, so yeah then we would just continue to go from there I would I would continue with earning superpowers yeah I uh, would, uh, would then start to think, bring in banking probably wouldn't bring in banking until 
a couple of levels so there's actually an opportunity for you to save save and if you don't save there's some real reward stuff but there's a risk of you losing some stuff yeah, as well yeah so um so an example of saving might be you recognise that you're going to lose the ball or something. If you were to be able to kick it in the backfield, get a couple of bounces or kick it into touch, then you might get the ball there. And that would allow you to a fresh start points. And that would be a good decision in a game of rugby, actually. There's no space to go forward in front of me from running or passing, actually. There is space in the backfield. Yeah, and the turn and burn, I think, was a good one as well. So you score five points. You, you make a decision to turn and burn. If you score straight away, then it's doubled. If you don't score, you actually lose the points. So, and you have an opportunity to bank. So you're we got making forty a decision. today. We got ten, five, ten, twenty, forty. Not that you're competitive. Not that I'm competitive. I mean, another one I was thinking about with information. So one of my highlights has been uh, Jim Evans. So Jim came up with us. His team got extra uh, seventeen points, and they got a superpower. And Jim said, "Well, if we do this, we're allowed three touches." So basically, means that someone's relatively invincible. So they they do it once and they score and Jim's really excited about it and he's he's doing it loads and he's getting lots of success and he's he's the twelve year old kid with a beard and uh, the opposition then got to their superpower and I said you know they said to me you know what's theirs and I said well your superpower can be finding out their superpower and I, and I told them and and they said well what if from now on Jim doesn't have it but he still thinks he has it so. Jim was two-touch turnover, and Jim Evans is a very calm, nice human being. However, once he lost his superpower, he became like the kid who suddenly got tackled. So it's actually a real interesting thing to take apart, to go, right, so how did you feel? How can people support you, Jim? What's the stuff that's going on? How? So, yeah, I think it's that's a, a, a good point, is actually if team are on level two, team on level one don't know it, then actually... There's some points for working out each other's. There's a point for James Haskell working out what a ruck is and, and, and how to deal with it. Yeah, 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 it's cool. And I would make, ultimately it goes to boss level. Uh, I'd get pretty excited. It's the kids' language. They would they, they would get excited about the boss stuff. Um, Talk to me about the language and maybe just to touch on some of the Falcon stuff because you did say you were going to do a podcast with Aidan about it and it's yet to happen. <laughs> well, we will. So, Wellington Warfare. We spoke about when we were at Wellington, actually. So, Wellington Warfare, he gamified it a bit. Um, it was a real strong theme. So, the under-16s had a period of time post-Christmas going into Wellington, which is a National Academy Festival. They had some, what they called, missions along the way. The players came up and set some challenges that they associated some prestige levels so prestige from call of duty the language they would call the players soldiers they would have lives rather than touches it was uh, sort of weapons and warfare so it was it was really themed really well one shot one kill one shot one kill was one of their targets within um within uh without the ball plus one Talks in the up. breakdown that's what kaz is calling it <laughs> that's one plus one one plus one yeah, that's what some people call it. So, um, and then yeah, just emissions. They they got Jack Hayes, the analyst, heavily involved in it. He brought a lot of it to life. Uh, players, because uh, I knew some players who were involved with it. They were they were really into it. They really loved the mission stuff. They they had early success of playing against Scotland. Played really well. Early success on missions. Continued to play quite well, but weren't as successful in the missions. Really good conversations around that. <coughs> uh, they then played their last game, and the players made the decision themselves that look, we actually want to go back into some missions. We actually want to we actually want to complete some stuff. So there's some stuff that we think we want to go again at. I think it led to their performances. Certainly led to the mindset around the 
uh, the players. It clearly nudged them towards certain things, and some people say maybe they missed some of the stuff. Um, but the players were heavily involved with it all. They were heavily involved with it. The next step, and I think Aidan would be right, is actually how can you individualise it? Actually, within, so they were very much team stuff. How can individuals gamify um, their, their targets and their play over, over a period of time through a number of games and festivals? So that's what they were talking about. So that's about it, really. Cricket's not going so well for Tyndall, well, that's Isn't all it? what I've noticed. I can't work it out. I think we need to gamify it a bit. People look at what you're thinking of the cricket you've seen so far. It's taking a long time. <laughs> this is 20 overs. It's quite short. So Anyway, I think that's enough of people. Cool. Over and out. Out. Oh.